Hi, this is Pastor Furman with Lubbock Unified Church. Uh, you are listening to Messages on the Go. We pray that this message will bless you today and that you will receive a word from God that will help you in your life. If you ever want to visit us in person, feel free to stop by any Sunday, 2707 34th Street. Services are Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Or you can join us for a Wednesday night refuel service with some prayer, some worship, and a word every Wednesday at 6.30, same location. We would love to have you. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Um, how he wanted to make sure that the Church of Corinthian was ready because of the fact that um, he had been bragging about them and telling them about you know how good stewards they were wanting to financially um, support. And so he wanted to make sure that they were ready so that they wouldn't be embarrassed, he wouldn't be embarrassed, and that they were giving with pure intentions. And so what it looked like for generosity to give with pure intentions. And then last week we talked about um, how generous it is to love people. It's easy to love the people that we like and that, you know, that love us, but to love difficult people is extremely hard for everybody, right? And how when we do love difficult people, we're showing God's generosity that way. Um, and so before we get started, I wanted to just bring us in in prayer. Um, so if you'll bow your heads as we pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, God, um, I know that you have just got so much for us to learn. And so God, I pray that as we um, read and go through your word, God, let it be from you, God. Um, allow me to sit down while you stand up and allow it to saturate our hearts, God. Allow the Holy Spirit to just fill this room with your presence and for us to get everything that we need um, that you have been wanting to share with us, God. And so, God, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Um, so, as we get started, we're going to talk about Matthew. Um, we're going to be in Matthew uh, chapter 6, and um, we're going to start in verse 19. Do not store up your treasure. Do not sorry. Do not store up yourself treasures on earth, where moths, vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up yourself treasures in heaven, where moth, vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there is where your heart will be also. And so it kind of, when you're thinking about generosity, it kind of, you're maybe like, what? That kind of sounds kind of thrown off a little bit. But the thing about it is, is that when we live a generous life, we are storing up these things in heaven and not for where, when we're giving it to others and not being selfish, but being selfless. And a lot of times when we think about generosity or we think about storing up treasures. I think about people who we, we worry about what house we, we live in, right? We worry about what car we're going to drive, maybe our clothes. We worry about, you know, trying to look good or trying to have the latest clothes or the latest purse or the latest wallet. We think about all these things that God does not care about. God does not care what we wear. He doesn't care where we live. He doesn't care what job we have or you know, he doesn't care about the material things. Last week, 
when my brother was talking, he was talking about how this world has everything backwards, right? So this world and society says you need to have the biggest car, the nicest house, the best job. You need to have all of these things, the nicest clothes, because when you don't, that's when people look at you different. But it's backwards. It really is backwards. Because God is saying when you're doing the things for him and you're storing up things for him, that is when we're storing up our treasures, right? Because this is our temporary home. If nobody's told you that, this is temporary here. And our goal is to make it to eternity. And I don't know about you, but I want to be up there with everything, right? With everything that God has promised me. So um, we have to, that's something that we don't a lot of times think about. Um, and so one of the things that, sorry, Mom, my page went off on me, sorry. Um, when I was thinking about all of that, I, I've looked up forms of generosity. Um, and I actually have a uh, definition of generosity. I don't know if it'll, it's to have a generous of a spirit is an act of kindness, to be open and willing to share with others without any expectations or receiving something back in return. It means celebrating the success and efforts of others without envy or resentment. Amen. That is something that when you think about it, if you are celebrating somebody's success, if you are doing something out of the kindness without expecting not recognition, not expecting nothing in return, but just pureness because you care about that person, that's when you're truly being generous, when you're truly giving on to others. And so when I was looking at different types of forms of uh, generosity, some of these may shock you because I was even like, what? I had to really think some of these through. Um, and so thoughts, thoughts are big. Th that, there's seven forms of generosity. And I think they'll have them up here maybe. Thoughts. So thoughts are something that you don't think about a form of generosity as thoughts, but the littlest thing can go a long way. And so one of the things that when we think about, if you're doing something completely, just you think about something small for somebody else. You know, one day I went, um, I went on a walk and I found my, my youngest daughter for some unknown reason. She loves rocks, right? And so she found, I found this rock that was, it was like kind of big and just very smooth. And it just, I don't know, it just appealed to me. And I thought about her. And when I brought her home this rock, you would have thought, like, I just brought her the best home, best thing. You know, it didn't cost anything. It was the thought behind it, right? <laughs> that she loved this rock. She found, I don't know how, but she had a little backpack like this big, okay? She carried this little rock with her everywhere. Literally, she slept with this rock underneath her pillow. He would attach to her backpack at school, so he went to school with her every day. She found a little tiny blanket to put him in there so he could be warm. It was literally, and it wasn't even, you know, at the moment when I was getting it, I just thought, you know, oh, she likes rocks. This is a cool little rock. But it's the thought behind it that means so much when you do something for somebody else, and it doesn't even have to cost anything. Um, so that's one form, words. Words, words are so big, right? Because words can make or break us, right? So words, can, when you're using that as a form of generosity, it could be words of encouragement, you know, telling somebody, I'm proud of you, you're doing good, you know, keep going. It could be praying for somebody, you know, when somebody's going through so much and they're like, all you need is they just need you to just 
uh, pray with them. It could be um, it could be used in a lot of different words. You know, like uh, Amber sent us a video of a uh, encouraging encouraging uh, video of I can do things through Christ, and it's got all these different motivations in it. And even if you think about the most successful people, um, like I think about one of the they interview the rock, and one of the things he tells himself is he gives them words of encouragement. He and so words are huge when you give it to somebody else, and when we we don't just completely um, overlook that. Money, obviously, we all know we don't really need to touch on that because money is, is a no-brainer, right? Um, time, time is big because some some people have such busy lives that when they give you your time, whether it's to help you move something, or whether it's to sit and just spend time with you, or sit and listen to you. Um, that is, that's big, and that's something we don't think that that's a form of generosity, but it really is, because sometimes somebody just wants somebody to sit and talk with them, or have a cup of coffee with them, and so time is a big form of generosity as well. Um, obviously, things... And when you think about things, things are something that maybe sometimes can be maybe uh, meaningful for you that you give to somebody else. Like I, one of the things that when people that knew my dad, he was a lot of different. He was he had a lot of different types of. He was a different person in sometimes some aspects. But one thing about him is that if you said I liked that shirt, he would take his shirt off and give it to you because that's the person he was. Even if it meant that he didn't have another shirt to put on. If you saw something and you, and it didn't matter who you were, he was generous in that aspect of, he would give you whatever, even if it meant, you know, I like your frying pan. Oh, I don't need that frying pan anymore. Anyway, you know, and he really needed it or something. You know, it can be something simple. And so things are big when we're giving with the, again, with a pure heart. Um, another form is influence. So when I thought about influence, I was kind of, I was kind of stunned about this because I was like, how can influence be a form of generosity, right? But when you think about, there's a lot of different things that we are we can be influential about, right? Um, I think about any, any of y'all that have have like businesses or that y'all trying to start stuff up and how many times will one of y'all will post something and how we'll share it. Not because we all have different circles, right? And so that's a form of being generous, like it didn't cost us anything, but we were sharing. Or it could be something simple as maybe, you know, we know somebody that's in need of something and you share that and other people, you know, you didn't, weren't able to actually provide that resource, but you getting the word out to other people brought that generosity to what those people needed. And that's another form of generosity as far as influence that we don't think about, but it's big. And then another uh, one is attention. Attention is also a big one. And, the, and this, I'm not going to, this was so funny because I'm going over my sermon, right? And I'm uh, talking to Leah and I'm telling her, like, just kind of running through it with her. And she's working on something, right? And so she's, like, listening to me, but she's working on something. In the middle of it, she, like, hears me say, you know, attention is big, you know? And she puts down the stuff she's looking, she's staring at me. And I'm like, girl, I, I know you're hearing me because she's, you know, interacting with me. But paying attention when somebody is talking to them or just spending time or even hearing them out. Because how many times 
Do we just need a vent sometimes? And somebody just listening to us just makes us feel better, like we got it all out, now we're good, right? So attention um, is, some, is a form of being generous. And so when we give generously um, and sacrificially, it's not because God doesn't need any. He doesn't need us to, he has everything, right? But he wants us to do it with intentions of doing it selflessly. Because when we do that, that's when we store up treasures. And so as I was getting ready to prepare for this, I, I come across and I thought about all the different stories I read and I thought about a lady that had to give up something that was so precious to her and how it was the biggest form of generosity that I don't, I don't know that I could personally do it. Um, and so as we read about that, I wanted to really settle in y'all's hearts of sometimes, to be honest with you, when we give, generously sometimes it's not always easy sometimes it's painful sometimes it hurts and because not everything is always going to come easy but it's when we give with pure intentions even the, even if it hurts or bothers us or it's not comfortable um, so as we get ready we're going to read into first uh, samuel uh, verse 10 through 11. and so oh I read that caption, sorry. Um, so real quick, background. There is uh, Hannah, if y'all don't know who Hannah is, she is married to, uh, his name is uh, Eglon, and he has uh, another wife named Penine. Penne, I think her name is Penne. Is that how we, Ms. Josie, we decided her name was Penne? Uh, Penne. So she is, Penne is able to bear children and Hannah cannot bear children. Um, and so every year they go to a temple, and as they go into the temple, every year Hannah's praying, God, please send me a child, please, please, I want a child. Um, and Penei actually is always picking on her and just being real brutal when it comes to, you can't have kids, and her husband loves her. He doesn't care that she can't have kids, but that's not enough for her. And in her heart, she just badly wants this. And so as we get ready to read this, this is where it'll pick up. It says, and she's praying. So she's in a temple, um, and she just can't take it anymore. She is at her weakest moment, like we've all been there, when you're just at your weakest moment that you cannot take it, right? Um, and so this is where we'll pick up off of. It says, in her deepest anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant, mis uh, misery, and remember me, and do not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. So she is making a pact with God. If you give me this child, if you allow me to bear this child, I am going to give him right back to you. I mean, I, that's pretty big to me. I'm like, I don't know if I want to give it back. You know what I mean? But that's the pact that she made with God. And she was in such a despair that the priest at the time in the temple sees her. And she's, you know, in that moment when you know when you're having that breakdown and you're crying out to God. And you, you look crazy because a lot of times it's more within ourselves at home maybe doing this. At least for me. But she's in such anguish 
that she looks drunk. And he goes and he's like, girl, what is going on with you? Like, how much have you drank? Because she's just looking wild, right? And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, I've not had anything to drink. I just, I'm praying, I just want a son. And because he sees her desperation, he sees her heart, he tells her, let the Lord give you a son. So, fast forward, now God gives her a son, and she has him, right? And remember, she said, I will give him to, to you all the days of his life. And so, we read on to Samuel 1, uh, sorry, 1 Samuel chapter 1, 24 to 28. It says, after he was weaned, she took the boy with her. Young as he was, along with her three-year-old, a three-year-old bull, an effort of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli. And she said to him, Pardon me, Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted granted it, granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord and he will worship the Lord there. So they go back to the temple, right? And it says when he was weaned. So I was doing all kinds of research on how, because we know weaned as far as like when they're nursing. A lot of times for us, we, we usually nurse somebody to maybe like eight months, nine months, right? Like biblical days, they did it to there were like about three, two or three. I still thought like you gave your two or three year old to the temple. So they went back, they took uh, an animal and she gave him to the priest and said, I promised this child to God. And so here he is, I'm giving him back. And I'm like, girl, you is wild, right? Like she is, because I mean, if you think about a three year old, like, they're difficult, but they're the funnest at that time, right? They're so loving. And to know, like, this is it. Like, I'm giving you back, and you're not going to live with me no more. I'm not going to get to see you grow up. I'm not going to get to see, you know, spend every day with you. Like, I can't imagine when she did that, right? Like, it, it sounds great, but when you think about the human aspect of it, when you think about her emotions, you know, of how she felt, how her heart probably broke. Like, I promised God this and I'm gonna give him back like I promised. But the emotional side of being a parent and giving your child away, I don't know if that would, you know, that that had been a very difficult moment and it probably didn't feel good. She was being generous back to the Lord like she promised, but it didn't feel good. It was very painful, I'm sure. Like, I can't imagine just how deep that was for her. But when you think about Samuel became a very great, he became a great prophet. He was actually the first prophet to anoint the first two kings, Saul and King David. So he was setting the pathway for Jesus to come. So even in our sacrificing ourselves and being generous, we don't know what is gonna come behind all these things, all the little things that we do. And that was a big thing, but he became something so great. And so when you're thinking about generosity, you're thinking about, do I really want to give this to somebody? 
We don't know even the littlest thing or the biggest thing, what it's gonna do along the lines of stuff. And so that's something that we think about. When I, I thought about this story, it hit me hard, right? Because I thought about, um, about God. I thought about how generous is he to us that he gives us every a new day and he walks alongside with us even in our days when we have trials, we have hard times, but when we have good times, there's days that he gives us so much that we don't even deserve it, right? He's so generous with giving us our children, with giving us different things that he gives us that we overlook, you know? Even, it could be something so small or it can be something so big, you know? And it can, it's when it, that's when it means the most because he's such a generous God when you, that he loves us this much. And so, one of the things that I thought about was how he gave Jesus to us. He himself gave his son. And I thought about, so we all know the scripture, right? It doesn't matter if you were no have been coming to church, if you've been studying, or if you, everybody knows John 3, 16, right? It's like we could, we could rehearse it, we know it like, like nothing, right? So when we read that, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I think about Jesus died for us, right? While we, while we were in our sins, he still loved us, even in our mess, he loved us. No, like as he's getting ready to get crucified and going through all of this, he's thinking about us. He's thinking about each and every one of you. He's thinking about how he wants us to make it and how he was our bridge to make it to heaven. And how when we go to him, he opens the door widely for us, right? But when he was in the process of getting crucified, I'm sure that giving his body as he did wasn't something that he was like, oh, you know, this feels great, you know, getting beat. No, but everybody knows that like, when you've seen pictures or you've seen the Passion of Christ or any of the chosen, or you see all the things that he endured, it didn't feel good. And sometimes, honestly, generosity doesn't sometimes always feel good. It didn't feel good for Hannah, I'm sure. It didn't feel good, I'm sure, when Jesus was going through that. And I'm sure even God watching Jesus through the process of this was painful for him. Because he could have took him at any moment, but he didn't. He had to endure all these things. And so when we think about our lives, right, and we reflect on how generous are we on certain things? How, how you know, effective are we when we give our time or words or you know, our thoughts to somebody else? Those things are seem almost meaning like like it should be easy versus you giving a child away, you know, or giving you know your son away the way God gave him for us, you know. And so when we think on that, church, we need to really reflect on how are we storing up our treasures? Are we really making a difference in our kingdom? Because even the smallest form of generosity can pave a way for something else and for something else and for something else. And this is how we build up our treasures. Because at the end, it's not gonna matter again what what where what house we were, what car we drove, what job we had, it's not gonna matter. It's mattering of what are we doing for our kingdom. 
Because your form of generosity to somebody that maybe doesn't even know God could open a pathway for God to come into their lives because you were being generous in something. And so when we think about that, even if it, if it doesn't feel good at times, right? Like being nice to somebody or loving somebody when they've done you wrong, loving a person that's very difficult to love, loving that coworker, you know, like we talked last week, loving that relative that we all have that sometimes are too much, right? All these things are a form of generosity that we need to reflect and really settle in our hearts of, are we doing enough? Because I can honestly say when, as we've been doing this, like there's always room for improvement. There's always room to be more generous and to do better. So as you really take on the week and you take on your day and you think about all these different things that we've learned for the last three weeks, we want to be able to do kingdom work, right? We want to be able to be able to bring more people to Christ. We want to be able to be storing up these treasures so that when we live in eternity, that it's going to be everything that we could even dream. And it didn't matter all the trials that we have here because it would be over. And so as our takeaway from this, our challenge is going to be evaluate the treasures you're storing up. Because I know for a fact that just thinking about these two stories alone, just thinking about Hannah, thinking about how God is so generous. And, and God, the thing about God is that he's generous even when we mess up. He's generous even whenever we fail him. Even when we turn away and we run away from him, he is still generous. He still gives. He still loves us even in our mess when we sin and we're still sinning and we're still making the same mistakes. He doesn't turn away from us because he wants us to get it. He wants us to, to be there with him because that's how much he loves each and every one of us. And so and we have to show that as a church, like we have to show that individually to others. So as you go through your week, think about that. How are we storing up our treasures? How can I make an impact in the kingdom and store up my own treasures, but to be able to impact other people, not just our family, not just our friends. Because anybody can be generous even if they don't really know, know God, but when they do it with a willingness and an openness without even thinking about it, that's huge, guys. We, we should be the, we should all be representing God and doing these things. So, as we close down and we get ready to worship, just let that resonate in your heart. Let everything that we've learned up in these last few weeks to really just settle in your, in your mind and your soul. Um, as we get ready, I'm going to pray. And then when we go into worship, we will have our prayer team. In the back, there'll be um, three sets of prayer teams. So if you need prayer, please go, go get prayer. Please let go and we want to be and intercede with you and we want to be able to be there with your trials and the things that you have and want to help you because we know that sometimes it's it's when you feel alone when you're going through things and we want to let go and give everything to god um so let me pray us out dear heavenly father god i thank you god for just your words of encouragement and how you love us and our mess and how generous you are God even when we don't deserve it even when we mess up but you love us just the way we are 
And so, God, I, I pray, God, that as we take on this week, God, help us to be more like you and less like us. Help us to give with your heart and not our own. Help us to love others the way you love us and to just be more generous in everything that we're doing, God. So, God, we give you all the glory and all the praise because you alone deserve it, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Uh, follow us online at Lubbock Unified on all platforms. And as always, if there's any way that we could help you, please get in contact with us. Other than that, join us next week as we continue to find ways to cross over. God bless.